ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Standing taller to face the darkest and the hardest of times. We'll be taking care of all the children thereof. But if it's required, we'll be on the front line. You can call me by my name. I am ready to roll. Once the rules remain the same, how the story's been told. Greetings and welcome to Jesse I Interviews. I'm Jesse I and I'm recording this on the unceded lands of the Bunurong, Boonwarung and Wurundjeri Woiwurrung people of the Eastern Kulin Nation. And as always, I want to pay my respects and acknowledge them as the traditional owners of these lands. For those who are new to the podcast, this is basically a place for me to share all the various interviews that I've conducted over the last few decades, mainly with reggae and dancehall artists and producers. In some cases, I originally played these interviews in an edited form on my radio program Babylon Burning, or Chant Down Babylon as it was originally known. In other cases, I never put the interview to air at all. I'm also trying to present the interviews here totally unedited, even leaving in any chat that was recorded before or after the official part of the interview. For this interview, I'm actually featuring two interviews with the Jamaican artist Queen Ifrika, one from my first trip to Jamaica in 2002 and the other from 2009. When I first interviewed her, she was still pretty much an unknown and I really just conducted the interview at the urging of Tony Rebel. I'd just finished interviewing him at his Flame Studio. You can see episode 14 for that one. He took me over the road to meet Queen Ifrika. By the time I interviewed her again in 2009, she was very much a name artist, one of my personal favourites. Definitely my favourite female artist at the time. This time I actually interviewed her in the yard at Flame Studio. It looked completely different by then. Apologies for the background noise in the second interview. It was pretty noisy where we were sitting, including a car alarm going off at one point. Also, I found it amusing listening back to these interviews. Tony Rebel managed to interrupt both times. So here we go. Jesse I interviews Queen Ifrika, Kingston, Jamaica, 2002 and 2009. Yeah, so the radio show I do is it's called Chant Down Babylon mm-hmm. and just pure conscious music, no slackness, no gun lyrics. That's good. Roots and culture. Um, so I'll, I'll just I'll read a little intro like it's going to air live, but I'll, I can edit it before mm-hmm. I put it to air. So if you ever want to start a question again, or I start an answer or stumble, don't okay. worry, I can get rid of it. Right. Um, with me right now, I'm sitting in the... Right now, this is Jesse I in Jamaica, along with Queen Africa. Thank you yes. very much for joining us here oh, on yeah, Chant Down Babylon. You're most welcome. And I, I, and I say it right, Queen Africa. Yes. All right, because we see it written on records, but we, because we don't have the media in Australia, we don't know often how to mm, pronounce it's things. It's Queen Africa. All right. So that's right. I always like to start my interviews with some background. So I'd like to know if you could tell us a little bit about where you were born, what life was like growing up for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. I was born in Spanish town, St. Catherine. My background is I'm a country girl. <laughs> I grew up in the country with my grandma. Um, 
my I'm also very strong. I have a very strong heritage in the music field. Right. In that um, Derek Morgan, the Skahira, the Ska King, is my dad. Yes, he's yeah. my dad. So it, my roots like very strong in the music. And um, unfortunately, I did not really grow up with my dad, but. I've been following his works and stuff and other people that knows his work been telling me about it and um, I'm happy to say that I know him now and what I did not get when I was like younger he's tutoring me now right. in the music and the whole approach to it so yeah my background was very good I must say I don't have any regrets as a youth growing up and I also know that um, music would be my main focus now that I'm a big woman, hmm. yeah. So how did you how did you first start getting interested in music? What made you want to enter the music business? Well, actually, it it was more encouragement. Um, I knew I could sing and everything, but I didn't really have the discipline to take it seriously. People are always saying to me that, "Girl, you have a good talent. You should follow up on it." So um, based upon that fact, I entered a, a competition in '95, I think it was. Um, it was called Magic City Star Search. I was living in Montego Bay at the time, and I actually came first in that competition. Right. So I was like, I got my first money out of music. I'm like, yeah, I could do this, you know. Yeah. And um, I started. Um, I got the chance to go on um, Reggae Sumfest. It's a big um, reggae show mm. out here, and. Um, it has been good. I've been doing a lot of shows since then and a lot of recordings also. So, yeah, I got the encouragement I got made me took it seriously. Right. Yeah. So how long, how, when was it, when did you first start producing, putting out records? Well, I'm, I'm um, around 90, I'd say 98, right. 97, 98, because yep. that's when I met um, Tony Rebel, who is now my manager. I'm on right. the Flames Productions management. So I guess I'd say my real serious recordings began in the early 90s, 98, 97. Right. Yeah. Speaking of flames, you live right across the road from the oh studio. Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that just coincidence or did you move here deliberately? Or how, did that, how did that happen? Actually, I was over there. I was living over right. there because um, the vibe and everything, it, I, I left home to come just to be around the music because yeah. it's really nice. and. Um, Garnet Silk is my biggest inspiration right. where music is concerned. And when I found out that he and Mr. Tony Rebel were so close and everything, yep. that was like, yeah, this is where I want to be. Mm. This is the kind of music I want to be doing. So uh, Mr. Rebel has decided to do um, some building of the studio and stuff like that. So I just came across the road. So it's like, I'm going to be living right across from the studio. It's mm. going to make it so easy for me and everything. Yeah, so it was really more like um, destiny taking its course, you know? Yeah. This is where I'm supposed to be. So yeah. um, I just I just lost my question. I had a next question. Because <laughs> normally I have questions written down because I didn't know you were going to be yes. here. It's off the top of my head. All right, well, as a female artist singing reggae, mm -hmm. uh, it seems like it's a, it's a genre that's almost entirely dominated by men. Mm -hmm. um, is it hard for you? How, how is it as a female artist singing reggae in Jamaica? Okay. It's not just a female artist singing reggae. It's singing cultural reggae. Yeah. Because 
that's where the hardship comes in. Yeah, and Lady Saw has been getting by, yes. but it's a different, different yeah, it's vibe. Totally altogether. different. You have locks on your head, you dress royal yeah. when you when you approach in stage and stuff like that. It is much more difficult to be a cultural lock. As you say, um Lady Son, among other girls, they will get it easier because mm. of the approach they take. And um I don't think that's fair either. Because the kind of music I do is to uplift mm. everybody, mm. including women. And the funniest thing about it is that you find that women are the main supporters of these lewd lyrics that these... Um, of the lewd lyrics? Yes. Oh, right. they, 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 they get, these artists get a lot of support from it. But um, I must say that I am totally not planning on giving up on cultural music anytime soon because okay. I've got been around Mr. Rebel, I've gotten the chance to travel the world and to see that the wider world out there appreciates good music mm. and is all for the upliftment of every race, every human farm that is unheard. So that gives me a lot of encouragement. So when I come back to Jamaica, it just makes me want to... Wait. Yes? If you have any product, you know, if you have a CD, yeah, don't leave it now. Okay. Yeah, so it's 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 hard but it's good because it, it gives me I love it, first of all. I love I love the music. So it gives me the strength to to continue and to go ahead and, and just to press on because I believe that things can change through music because mm. it's a great force. You know, so it's hard, but I love it, so I hang on in there. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you, you're definitely an inspiration to other women in Australia. Yes. I know, like people are always saying, you know, any there's so little, it's so little female, so little female reggae, and then mm. as you say, so little female cultural yes. reggae. Yes, yes, it's very scarce. Mm. I mean, I can, I could not just off the top of my head um, point to you a female act. Different from Angie Angel that has yeah. uh, been around for a long time, or, or, or Lady G, I mean, I mean like young acts yeah. coming up. The only other one that I can think of um, is Queen Amiga. The Queen, I was just about to say, she, and she's out of England, she's yeah. not even from Jamaica, Jamaica per yeah. se. You know, but in Jamaica it's very scarce out here, cultural acts in female farms, mm. very scarce. Yeah. Oh, I, I wondered if you knew of Queen Omega. Yes. I figured you must. Yes, I've heard of her. Yeah. And uh, I've heard that she wants to do um, a combination with me also. So right. we're kind of looking into to doing that too. Yeah. Be great. Yeah. That Be great. Yeah. I think that needs to, need to work together and yeah. build yes, together. Yes, yes, yes. Personally, I would love, I know, I know everybody back home would love to see more cultural female yes, reggae. Yes, it's, it's very neat because my philosophy is that female can make a difference mm. women can make a big difference in the world um, as much difference as any man yes because um I, I i don't want to sound like i'm bashing men or anything but where the the, the feminine balance is concerned i mean no, um, no matter how how bad a man is he can always go to his girlfriend or the girl that he loves he's always soft to her so if we as women can capitalize on strength, those kind of strength that we possess, mm. then I know that we can help in a big way to change the world today for the youths, you know? Right. Yeah. So, um, when, well, maybe um, ask, you obviously wear locks 
trotted yeah. as a Rasta woman. Yes. What inspired you to, to follow that? When did you first sight up Rasta? Well, um, from when I was a youth, you know. Actually, I grew up I grew up in the church with my grandma and everything. And um, my mother, she's, she's a Rastafarian, and also my stepdad and my little sisters. But the thing about it is that they are not what you'd call Isla Selassie Rastas. Right. They have the locks and stuff like that, but they don't really see Isla Selassie as the, as the creator right. of all things. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that they were my inspiration. I think um, I, got, I got this, I had to do it. I, had, I got a calling from, from His Majesty. No one, no, because nobody taught me about his Majesty. It's not like I've been hearing about it because I spent some time around my parents, but they they don't talk about His Majesty on the level that I like that I could say, yeah, that's the reason why I'm saying mm. His Majesty. You understand what I'm saying? But um, I'd say it's it's a definite calling, and I know that I had to to be different mm. from the world, and it, it 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 gives you more discipline too as a Rasta woman because there's a lot of things out there in the world that are so tempting it is it is sickening to the to the mind there's there's so many temptations out there for a female that so many new hairs so many new nails new dress clothes lines mm. and stuff like that to really say Rasta it, it had to be a calling mm. and you have, have to, to cut through everything yeah you have to and it makes you not want to go back into the world and I must say that I am happy that I, I was Rasta before I became a musician. Right. Because the temptations that are there, you, you, you actually see them before they come upon you. So you're actually prepared to deal with them because there's a lot of temptations there. But to have that strength and that resistance, it gives you a lot of strength to, um, to approach whatever difficulties you have to face. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, is there um, is there any message you'd like to uh, any message you'd like to pass on to the Australian massive, the people listening to this back down under? Yes, definitely. I always have a message to give, and my message is a universal message. I'm saying that um, instead of us fighting each other, and uh, because no matter no matter how you look at it, there has to be you are some everywhere in the world. Mm. It, whether it's domestic, religious, you name it, some wranglings is is always there. My advice is that we can we can reason it out. You know, it's it's much better to smile than to be angry. Because I I get angry sometimes, and and the feeling is gross. Mm. And when I smile, it's like heaven yeah. so I think I would say it's much better to smile than to fight each other we can reason things out and the sooner we take that approach the sooner the world will be better we have to make the change we are the one that 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 did it whatever the troubles the problems we have in the world is human beings that did it so we can and we have the ability also to change it back to what it was mm. you know we can do that yes Speaking of the smile, one thing that I heard was that it takes like 30 muscles to smile and it takes like 90 muscles to, to frown. To frown, yeah. So something. smiling is very good exercise. Yeah. It might sound simple, but it is a very good exercise. Yeah. All right. Well, Queen Africa, thank yes. you very, very much for joining us here on Chant Down Babylon. You're welcome. Right. Definitely. Thanks. Thanks.
Same. Pleasure. Yeah, man. What's up with you? Come. Open the door and let her come. Um, if I could just get a quick jingle for the radio show yeah, as man. well and play um, play your tunes in with Play this with it. Yeah. Um, I'll just if you just sort of run through just to get levels. It works better mm. if it's about that far back. Okay, like here. Yeah. I don't want no nice on you two now. Kiss me. You vex? Alright. Give it a run. I won't really know about the levels till it goes up. Hi, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hi, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ready? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to do this song. Hi, yeah, yeah, yeah. Streets are bloody, they just kill somebody and another mother cries. Stairs keep rolling, rolling from her eyes, yeah. Downright folly, they just kill the daddy of an unborn baby boy. Mom is totally destroyed. Yo, this is Queen Africa, so when we're Australia. Chant down Babylon with Jesse I on PBS FM. Enough blessings. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. They took away the voices that gave the people bright. Now we're plunging into darkness. We all have to play our part. Make a bold start. Every district tell every artist. Media houses we notice. Still have support the slackness. How so much alcohol in our parties. While the girls are broke out. And they suffer when she drink knock her out. Now she no care with them proper up. It's times like this. I'm missing our Right now, I'm here at Flame Studio in Kingston, Jamaica with none other than Queen Africa. Queen Africa, give thanks for joining us here. Yeah, man, it's a pleasure to have you here. I always like to start my interviews. I have interviewed you before, but I'd like, for the people that missed that interview, I'd like to go back to the very beginning and um, ask you about what life was like for you growing up in Jamaica and the early days in the music business, how you came to first enter the music scene. Yeah, life was very interesting growing up for me. Um, I was born in Spanish Town and raised between St. Mary and Montego Bay. Um, my early years, I got exposure to Christianity. A lot of years, it was Rastafarian. And I'd say most of my, my life would be surrounded by Rastafarianism and what Rasta is about. And um, early days in the music would be me entering Magic City Star Search in Montego Bay and also performing at um, Banquets that we'd keep at the Naya Bingi Centre in Montego Bay from time to time also, right. you know. So how old would you have been in those times when you first started performing? Uh, been my late teenage years, right. yeah. Okay, what about um, Flame Studio and the link with Tony Rebel? Because Tony Rebel first carried me across the road to, yes. to meet you the first time. Yes, Tony Rebel I met in 1998. At a stage show in Montego Bay that was commemorating the death of Garnet Silk. We just went there as a patron just to enjoy ourselves. 
However, some of my friends wrote my name down and I ended up on stage and um, ended up singing about four or five of his songs because everybody was missing him so much and then I loved him so much I sang his songs with that type of sincerity and everything. So when I came off stage, a brother that was at Flames at the time um, took me to meet Rebel. He told me that I sounded like Garnet Silk on stage and um, he invited me to come here and, I, and this is where I've been throughout my journey. Right. Yeah. Well, in the time since I first met you and, and now, your career's really taken off, you're yeah. really bust. So when, when was it that, um, that you realised you really you know, hit the big time in, in Jamaica? You know, say, I know when I really realise it. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, still, it's like every time I get a rhythm to write a song for, I try to, to use that moment to make a mark, you know, to say, okay, this is my opportunity to do something with my talent. And so I, I write from there, I write from that, 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 that aspect of it. So when it, when it goes out there and everybody loves it that the way they do, it makes it, it, makes it um, very encouraging and very humbling at the same time. So I don't think about arriving or busing or anything. I don't try it. I don't meditate anything like that. You know, I, I just stay on what's keeping me there, what's making me writing these songs and I, and I just keep it there. So, yeah. yeah. Well, in the years that, that uh, I've been doing the radio show, we've had a lot of callers ask, and people always ask, why aren't there more women in Jamaican music? Yes. Can you answer that question for us? Yeah, to a sense I could answer it because um, it is, they say that it's very male-dominated. But anything at all in the world is male. War crimes are male-dominated. So that's not an excuse. I think what you find is that um, what it takes to be true and to be persistent is lacking in a lot of our females. And so therefore, the few that make it true are the ones who decide to do the very things that the men do, like, you know, sing a lot of sex songs yeah. and behave in a particular way because that's what everybody is used and that is what sells. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why myself um, stuck to what I did in terms of not changing my part, not mm. giving up, not thinking that I need to, even when it got really like, okay, it's either I walk away or do what's attractive. and. I, I, I kind of pat myself on the back and also with the encouragement from my surroundings of saying stay focused and keep your head on your mission and your goal and that's why you don't have a lot of, of women artists especially the ones that do what I do because it's more it's very hard to do this part of it in terms of the discipline and the, and the, and the, and the negativities that you have to face because you're saying that you want to do something different you want to be positive you want to make that change that's yeah. cliche that's boring nobody wants to hear that so it's 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 about whether or not you the individual is willing to go all the way and to, and to make sure that you you know what i mean you 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 make it to that point yeah, yeah i wanted to ask about that hello yeah Yeah, I interviewed him around the back when this was still building. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I wanted to ask um, 
the divide between slackness and culture. Mm -hmm. It seems like that's that's one of the things that I've always sort of thought. It seems like when there are women in reggae music, they're singing slackness, and yes. culture is such a rarity. Yes. Um, wh I mean, where where did you get the inspiration to just know this is the path I got to stick to? Like you said, it's difficult sometimes. Yes. Yeah. There. Are, the thing is, there are many perfect examples to look at, and. The examples are there, so it's for you, the individual, to really know if you are willing to make that trad and to make that journey and to stick it out. Because when you look at people like a Tony Rebel who has done nothing but positive, uplifting music, Garnet Silk of Until He Died, Burning Spear Culture, Bob Marley, Jimmy Cliff, all these many great um, role models who have done nothing but stay true to their positive music and go to the ends of the earth with it, Lucian and also. They don't get that type of honor that they should from the way they should get it a lot of times. And so the younger people tend to think that what they see and hear every day on television and radio is what's happening now and nothing else exists. And so that's, that's also one of the reasons why artists like myself choose to in this time stay current and to stay in the in the minds of young people so that they can see that young people can do positive music and can do attractive cultural music that really makes a difference and really make a change and and stay true to it because it don't get the support anyway so it's writing with that sincerity if you listen to bob marley he wrote with sincerity burning spear music is sincere Jimmy Cliff music, all these greats, they sang from somewhere, and that's, I think, is very important in staying in it, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, a lot of the, the subjects that you've, you've sung about are quite confronting, particularly Daddy Don't Touch Me There. Yes. Um, it seems like messages like these can make a lot of people uncomfortable, but at the same time, certain things have to be said. Yes. How do you, how do you feel that the balance is there with, with those sort of messages? It's about making that sacrifice. I always love to say that the world is made up of 7 billion or something of us. And out of that 7 billion or something of us, a couple million was given the opportunity to have beautiful singing voices or DJ or to work on, on in media or whatever. It's, it's, it's something that was given to in, in order to form a team. And if you're, if you're not true to that, then it's like, your talent is what you get from the Almighty and what you do back with it is your gift back to Him. And so therefore, you could sing something that, that everybody could, yeah, I love my alcohol and it makes me feel good, but at the same time, it would be better to say alcohol really makes you sick and it, it messes up your kidney. Mm. That's, that's giving of yourself. That's, that's not just using music for entertainment, but for education also. And so, because we go into, the, into it with that mindset to say it's giving back like a social worker through music, then it makes it easy to do topics like daddy and, and don't bleach and yeah. make it grow and all these, what they call controversial right. topics, which should be priority topics, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, the latest one, um, Round the Corner, yes. um, it's like a response to Vibes Cartel. Yes, Virginia well, that's what they're trying to say. Um, yeah. I, I more see it as we use in the language of the people to benefit. In, in, in the way we think is right. best and right. it's all good to say we do stuff for entertainment and we're just trying to entertain but there are people who live these realities mm -hmm. the things that you sing about and joke about and can say yeah you're just doing it because it's music people 
are actually experiencing these things and they and they love it when people like ourselves artists that they love speak on their behalf and really remind them that they can be better people doesn't matter where you're from doesn't matter how much trouble you're giving your parents you can't stop you know i mean sex is attractive it is everywhere but you can be the only one in the 10 per people that's saying no there's nothing wrong with reminding young people to keep their virginities to respect their bodies to love themselves for as long as they can you know there's nothing wrong with that sure. yeah. um I believe your father is Derek Morgan, is that yes, right? Yes, he is. So how does he feel about the song Daddy? Like, is, you know, is that singing about him? Well, um, I met him in my 20s. Right. So, so yeah, he, so yeah, he's off the hook. Yeah. The thing is, in, we live in a society where in order to get your message across, you have to really do what the politicians do and the phone companies do. Mm -hmm. They go into your households. And that's where they work from. That's what I do in music. Right. In our households, there are the realities of incest taking place, of abuse in whatever form. When you hear a daddy playing on the radio and you are a child molester, it makes you want to think about what is. You don't get off the hook so easily. And that's what I try to put real emotions. And I knew that when I sang it the way I did, the media would ask if, I, if it had happened to me yep. because that's what's bringing them, that's what they gravitate to. Yeah. They love the negatives. They yeah. oh, Queen Africa was molested. It would be nice because at least many girls who have experienced it would have said, okay, she's a celebrity, we love what she does, and she was molested also. Oprah can say it. We saw Queen Latifah came out the other day and, and, and spoke openly about being abused. Mm. It's just talk, it's just giving a voice to the voiceless. Yep. You know, a lot of people go through stuff, they want somebody to talk for them, they want to believe that somebody here mm -hmm. care, you know, and, and that has been the response for songs like those. Right. What about um, balancing life as a mother and an artist? It's, it's very difficult because I have problems in my very household with my kids in terms of a lot of parents try their best to raise their kids in the way they think is right for them but they have to leave the house and they go out into society mm. and then it's like you're fighting a battle of keeping them in the streets and hoping that you could make another one of you to go with them when they go out into the street I am my son is 15 years of age and he gives a whole lot of trouble you know he's, he's smoking at school he's getting into trouble so it's like I don't like to speak as though I have a perfect, I have all the answers. I think it's more all of us finding ways in how we can strengthen each other. You know, you have a fault, I have a fault. We try to find out how we can together reason about it and, and, and help. Because it's the village that it takes to raise the children and, and we need to get back to that. You know? So you just released um, your latest album, Montego Bay and yeah. Linus and the Rise, the singles from it. Um, what's what what's coming next for Queen Africa? Well, what's I I went to Paris a couple day, a week I think about a week ago to do a video with Bob Sinclair. He's um, a, a brother in Europe that does house. Oh, I heard music. the tune. I heard yeah, the tune already. Yeah. Um, that was a very good experience to work in that type of an environment. That's not necessarily reggae yeah. that you're used to. And also, we have a, a whole lot of shows, and also 
um, we have some more albums for VP Records, mm -hmm. so it's about getting your mind in gear to make this one a little better than the one before. Right. Yeah. Uh, we're looking forward to more. Yes. Uh, before we let you go, is there any uh, message you'd like to pass on to the Australian people? Yeah, you know, I want to come to Australia. Everybody always wants to go yeah. to Australia. I love the spirit of Australia. I love the fact that as much as Rasta is all the way, like you'd say, in Jamaica as the root, I see a kind of rootsy environment, mm. you know, um, coming out of that country. So, And I love the fact that roots reggae music is still alive and is still appreciated because there, I think there is a fight and there is a struggle to undermine what that roots one drop feeling does to the world mm -hmm. and and when when countries like the item country can still embrace that aspect of the music and still love it we give thanks it's just i know there are poor people in australia that that don't like the government that don't like the police that think that they should have better living better mm -hmm. standards of life it's everywhere mm -hmm. in the world it's just to keep the message of self-respect and self-love and and, and, and and strengthening each other against the system because the system is designed to divide us and to make us look at each other as if we are not worthy to live alongside each other even in poverty and so it's for us to understand that as poor people we survive in poverty and all the beautiful things that we come come up with in terms of how we create our culture and how we formulate our lifestyles come out of being among each other so it is always good to go back to that source of togetherness you know no matter how poor you be and no matter how the system tend to keep you in, a, in, a, in that in that suppression you know? yes. all right queen africa give thanks you're welcome sound good thanks good thanks <laughs> yeah, thank you Africa speaking to me there in 2009 and before that in 2002. That jingle she voiced for me in 2002 still gives me shivers. Pretty bloody heavy stuff for a radio program ID. That's it for another episode. If you have any questions, suggestions or feedback, feel free to email me anytime at jesse at chantdown.com. You can also find me on Instagram at morefireblaze and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash jesseeye. You can also find me over at Patreon www.patreon.com forward slash jesse underscore i underscore interviews and that's where you should go if you want to directly support the podcast you can become a patron for as little as three dollars australian per month help cover the cost of podcast hosting and help keep me motivated to keep this going as well on that note big love out to john from champion sound todd solomon tom tanicky empress irie and armageddon time thanks for listening eyes is every time 
Chant down Babylon that we say now. Chant down sound you know. All negativities under feet. Jesse I am a Rascrucial, Melbourne, Australia. <laughs> Queen I freak us here, fire we blaze you know. Alright then. Chant down sound a champion. I want to some man, them for no enough. Alright then, alright then, oh well. Got to make it better. Chant down sound, we are the future. Got to make it. What we tell them, say Jesse, I. Alright, you feel like a big sound, keep it to yourself. Now bring that to chant down, keep it to yourself. You feel like a champion, keep it to yourself. Cause you can't test a sound like this. You can change the laws of man, but you can't change the laws of sound clash. Chant down in the dance, the girls are ball. Oh gosh, one test with sound, I must see frost them, frost them sound, they're not happening. Jesse, I do want no fish in a way. I tell the stress of the my father we greatest The situation kind of very critical is chant down a kill sound from city to city Yes and to whom it may concern A rascal of the champion sound So when they think test them I go get you down a chant down sound I kill another one and we tell them Yo if you feel like a big sound keep it to yourself Now bring that to chant down keep it to yourself You want win that clash yeah keep it to yourself Cause you can't test a sound like this Hear this, you feel multiply and replenish the earth. And that's why Rascal human labor in a childbirth. Him now one same bread that dress up in a nose skirt. And them sister no fi make that a shallow for fun. As a big sound chant down, put Jaja first. If it is eighteen is a blessing, not a curse. Lightning and thunder bound to make the cloud burst. And us the music chant down, play when the people them thirst. So who may make concern? A chant down sound of the champion sound. So when they think test them, I got dead. Then you tonight, Jesse, I you kill another one Queen Africa, tell them you You feel like a big sound, keep it to yourself Now bring that to chant down, keep it to yourself One wind that clash, yeah, keep it to yourself